Hi guys, welcome back to the Life's Movie Podcast. Welcome back, guys. We're really excited about this episode. We have a very special guest, Taylin. Hello. Woo! <laughs> our first guest on the podcast. Yeah. So my name is Taylin. I grew up in Washington. I also worked at the surf park that Tessa and Sierra did. Right now, I'm just a dog mom living in Wenatchee, <laughs> and I work at a couple wineries and do social media. Love She's it. killing it. How we met Taylin was kind of through our job at the surf park and the water park that we worked at, but also she's dating one of our good friends from high school. Yeah, so my sweet boyfriend is Parker, and he was literally best friends with them in high school. He tells me about so many stories. Mm, so yep. fun. Good times. All right, now we're going to talk about our highs and lows of the week really quick. Taylin, do you want to go first since you're our guest? Sure. Okay, so a high of the week is probably all the travel that I've been doing. I got back from Indiana and Chicago on Tuesday, and then my birthday was Wednesday, and then I left for Utah on Thursday, and here I am. Heck yeah. What's your low? Oh, mm, probably missing my first flight to Chicago. <laughs> yeah, that blows. But we're so excited you're here. That's actually my high of the week, that Taylin's here visiting us for the weekend. It's going to be so fun. That's also my high, because... Okay, ever since she's got here, it's felt so natural, like, having her here. Like, I don't know how to explain it. We went to Arizona last weekend, and it just felt so weird being there. Like, we didn't register that we were in Arizona. But having Taylin in Utah is, like, so natural. That's another high, is that we spent the weekend with friends in Phoenix, Arizona. We have some friends that go to GCU, so we went down to visit them, and it was so fun. It was so great. Yeah, and then my low would probably be that before Taylin got here, I had to do a lot of homework and I had to do an exam. So as you guys kind of heard in her intro, Taylin has a lot of jobs. We wanted to ask you how you find your passions and how you turn those into a job or just how you pursue your passions in general. Okay, so working at the surf park, that was really easy to do because I just loved helping people and it was so much fun to just like coach and be in that environment. So I would love to do more of that in the future. But before I worked at wineries, I worked at coffee stands for literally six years. So I've been in the service industry for a while. I liked it, but I was just getting burnt out. So moving to wineries was a slower pace, but I still get to have like that connection that I really enjoy. Balancing that is kind of a pain, but it works out in the end. What about your social media job? How did Ooh. you get into that? Okay, so that kind of just like fell into my lap. So I have a friend who opened up a coffee stand in Wenatchee and I just like drove through one day. She was asking me like what I was doing for school and work and like what I was doing. And I was like, well, I'm just working at Slidewaters and Lakeside Surf right now, but eventually I like want to get into social media and that's kind of like a future goal of mine. And then she's like, funny you say that because I'm literally looking for somebody to run my social media. Would you be interested? And I was like, uh, heck yeah. So we just worked it out to where I would start the first week of October. So I've been doing that about a month now. And I just go in like one day, sometimes two days a week for about an hour. Just hang out behind the scenes, take some videos, pictures of whatever they're making and yeah, we have like drinks of the week. And then every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we do a barista's choice. So 
it's super fun to just like help her grow her audience and it's actually been helping business a ton and she pays me like a hundred a week so that's like half of my rent in a month just to like go in one day a week and I get free coffee so that's awesome yeah I was gonna say along with like following your passions and finding a way to make that into a job that's what I've done is just like finding someone who will take a chance on me that's what I did at Lakeside Surf with our bosses I just went to them and I was like I want to do social media here's why I want to do it here's what I could do for you are you interested? And when once you have that chance to do that, it makes it a lot easier to then build your portfolio so that you can get more jobs in that passion that you're wanting to do. Yeah, it's been amazing so far. And that was kind of my inspiration is like seeing how you got into it. And I was like, hmm, I could do that. Yeah, you just got to find things that you love and are passionate about and that you would literally do for free and then find a way to pitch yourself in a way that is beneficial to brands. And then before you know it, you have a job that you love. Hello. Hello. What are you doing? Do you want to say hi to the podcast? You're on air right now. Hello. Podcast. <laughs> hey, uh, hey Parker. <laughs> love that. <laughs> Okay, we talked a little bit about, about passions, and one of your passions, Talon, is traveling. And for people our age, I know it's intimidating and hard to travel. So what tips would you have for someone who wants to travel but maybe has a low budget or doesn't really know how to start? When I first like knew that I wanted to travel, I was a little intimidated by it because I'm a girl and I didn't have anybody to go with me, really. So the hardest part was, like, finding somebody that I trusted to travel with and honestly planning it out. But if you plan it out, like, ahead of time, like, give yourself, like, a good month or two before you'd like to leave for your trip and then plan everything out. Like, I have so many notes for budgeting and, like, travel plans, where we're staying, what we're doing on what day. Like, obviously, it changes once you get there, but it's kind of just, like, a layout. Budgeting-wise, since I've been in the service industry, I just had a jar where I would just put all of my tips. So I would live off of, like, my paycheck and then put all of my tips away for travel. So honestly, like, if I wanted to go somewhere, it would only take me a good six months tops to, like, save up for that trip. And then I could pay for it all in, like, cash. That's what I'm trying to be. (laughs) No, honestly, it's so good. You are so cool. Okay, going along with that, what's your favorite place you've traveled to or like your favorite travel memory? Okay, I'm just going to say my favorite trip as a whole. I took last December and I went to London with one of my close friends from high school. It was so good. So we had a layover in Iceland and it was only like a short one. So we like almost didn't make our flight to London, but We spent like 10 days over there and it was so awesome. It was like during Christmas time. So we got to go to all the Christmas markets and just like so many fun activities. The worst part of that trip was she caught COVID and we were sharing a room and our beds were literally two feet apart. So yikes. She was like sick for a couple of days and we're like, "Mm, maybe it's just a cold and then tested positive for COVID. So then we were sharing a checked bag. So all of my clothing, I had to pile into my arms and carry it down the hallway to my other room that we had to get because wow. she she had to quarantine. And yeah, it was very chaotic. So my dad was not very happy. I was solo traveling for the last <laughs> six days, six whole days in London alone. By yourself. That's by crazy. Myself, traveling like 
on the train, like to all different parts of London. I'm literally scared walking to my car by myself. <laughs> I don't get that. Yeah. So I like had to go out and buy a new suitcase for that flight home because I was doing all of my Christmas shopping there. Very unfortunate. Wow. Yeah. The coolest place was probably Iceland out of that entire trip. If you guys have ever heard of like the Arctic night, it's really insane. Is it called the Blue Lagoon that you went to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember your stories from yeah. that. That looks it so was pretty. It so amazing. You guys have oh. to go. But the sun literally rose at like 1130 a.m. and set at 2. Whoa. Like it just like peaked over the horizon and then it was gone again. That's it was crazy. so trippy. So trippy. I could not live in a place where it's dark like Mm-mm. all day. My seasonal depression is already that. bad. <laughs> For real. Literally same. It's so cold here in Utah, and I am so over it already. <laughs> like, it's been, like, a week and a half of it being cold, and I, I want to die. <laughs> I hate it. You kind of probably already said it, but what is, like, your most embarrassing or scary story while traveling? Oh, gosh. Okay, so I almost got arrested on one of my trips to Hawaii. <laughs> so I went with my boyfriend's cousin, one of my close friends, Anna, and we were literally car camping around Oahu. We had like an Airbnb for like two nights so we could like recoup and actually have a good night's sleep. But on one of those nights, we were like, hmm, let's hike the stairway to heaven tomorrow. And it was already like midnight. So we had to get up at four in the morning. We got to like where we needed to be at like 420. And we had looked up this entire map of like how we're going to sneak onto government property and like trespass and hike the backside of the trail. So we like had this all mapped out. We're like, heck yeah, we're doing it. We get there. We like see these people walking their dog. Excuse me. It's 420 in the morning. (laughs) So I rolled down my window and I was like, are you guys hiking? They're like, yeah, are you? So we literally picked up two strangers and their dog, drove up to where we needed to be, parked, crossed onto government property, and we were, like, hiking through this thick, like, bamboo forest, and we finally, like, found the trail that we needed. Once we, like, were partway up it, the guy with the dog was, like, ahead of us, and we hear a bunch of footsteps, and we're like, hmm. He, like, books it around this corner, and he's like, you guys, go, go, go. He was dead sprinting with his dog, and then behind him were four police officers with all of their spotlights chasing us and no way literally we could have been arrested that night and we should have been (laughs) so we just take off sprinting as i'm running my airpods fall out of my pocket and i see it like skid across the pathway so i reach for it and i grab it because i saw the little green light and i stick it back in my pocket we're dead booking it for the fence that we had to hop like are you booking it towards the hike more like going no 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 no, no. we had to like completely turn around because there was like no other way to get around them they would have just like caught us so we just booked it back to the fence. We had to hop the fence into somebody's yard. This guy throws his dog over the fence to me. So I like catch his dog and then we take off running, get to the Jeep that we were renting that we had to like Were they like close behind you? Yeah, they were like on our tail. Oh, that's (laughs) so scary. I was like ready to cry. (laughs) So we get into the Jeep and we're driving like these people down the hill. They hop out and then the security guard pulls me over. Oh, So I just had to like chill out and he was like, good morning. I was like, hi, good morning. He's like, so what are you, what are you guys up to? And I was like, um, we're looking for the Moana Lua trail, which is the backside, the legal side. Mm -hmm. I was just playing dumb. And he's like, yeah, you are not in the right place. I was like, oh, really? Clearly distraught because I was just dead sprinting and about to die. (laughs) That's so awkward. Yeah, I know. And so then he was like, hmm, well, you guys are in the wrong spot. So you better get out of here. Yeah. I was straight out of a movie. Like, I, yeah, literally, yeah, life's a movie. (laughs) 
Life is a movie. Amen. <laughs> yeah, so that was my craziest story, I would say. Okay, so we've kind of talked about passions and stuff like that. We want to ask you your tips for like turning your goals and future dreams into a reality. Also, we want to hear some of your future goals and dreams. Okay, so when I was little, my goal was to travel. Like for the longest time, I wanted to be a flight attendant so that I could just travel wherever the heck I wanted. Um, I wanted to be an international flight attendant so I could go like overseas and have cool trips over there. But then I met my boyfriend. (laughs) So that dream, I wouldn't say it went down the drain, but it just kind of shifted a little bit to a more attainable reality. So I just found jobs that I knew would pay me enough to save up to travel. I really want to get into real estate. So right now I'm working towards my real estate license. And once that's done, I am going to start, like obviously move out of my apartment and do a house. That's my first step. Most likely a duplex or a triplex so that my mortgage is paid for. And then I have more savings to go towards another rental property. Basically, I just want to own properties like all over so that I'm able to have a source of passive income and then I won't be like tied down to an actual job that will just like be my source of income and then I'll be able to travel. So Parker and I have like talked about it a ton. For the next five years, we're both going to like save up as much as we possibly can and work towards building our life together. And then once that's like established, we want to wait like a few years after we're married before we have kids so that we can actually travel without mm-hmm. kids that's that's my goal too yeah, yeah definitely be married for a couple years before yeah kids. yeah but when I do have kids we are definitely going to travel and they're going to be well versed in it <laughs> I just think of the bucket list family right that that's goal? literally my goal love yeah I could totally see you doing that oh uh, yeah no <laughs> I have a question um so you talk about wanting kids Do you think that you would want to still work once you have kids or is that why you want that passive income so that you can like be more involved in their life? So that's why I want the passive income so that I could be not like a full time stay at home mom, but majority of the time I do want to be home to raise my kids because I feel like nowadays it's so looked down upon and I don't want other people raising my children. Like if I'm going to create a home. So true. Like I need to be present to do that. Yes. We've talked about this a lot. Like Mm -hmm. earlier this summer, we were talking about just how things are shifting in the world to like away from family and so I think it's really something that isn't as valued anymore but I really respect is people that actually want to like build their family themselves and Mm -hmm. be present yeah I feel like that is so important now especially like with the school systems if children aren't getting the love that they need at home it's not going to end up well. And I just think a lot of issues in society come from the lack of having parents just present in a child's life and having Mm -hmm. that love. One of the biggest blessings growing up was having a stay-at-home mom because she had a lot of kids, okay? So props to her. But I knew when I was at school and I was, like, not doing well, if I was sick or something happened, I knew I could always count on her to come pick me up because she was always there for me. Okay, Taylin. So you've been in a relationship with Parker for three years. Three years. That's crazy. And when you guys started dating, he was still in high school, right? Yeah. So he was a senior in high school. I was a freshman in college. Gotcha. So we just want your advice on dating in your early 20s, late teens, and any advice that you would give to the listeners just about relationships in general and what you've learned. 
Okay, I'm going to start off by saying first impressions are huge, but they are not everything. You need like a good chunk of time to really decide like if it's the right person for you. So Parker knew like right away that he like wanted to be with me, but I honestly questioned it for like the first like I would say three months. <laughs> I wasn't really honest with him about that <laughs> up until like this year, but I was like very conflicted because I had been dating and like seeking the wrong people and the issue was I was seeking. So we're like called to like open up our lives to have somebody pursue us, we are not supposed to be pursuing them. And that was like so backwards from the way that I had been living. So that was all so new to me. And honestly, I was a little overwhelmed by being treated right. (laughs) So my advice for people that are starting to date like end of high school, early college, or even late college, I would say just like trust your gut and trust the process because I knew that Parker was a good person like right off the bat. I just didn't know if he was like the person for me, but I like didn't let that affect us moving forward. I've heard that a lot from people just like they were looking for and it's hard because like obviously it's hard to just be like, oh, I'm not looking for a guy, you know, because like you always want to find like good guys to date and hang out with. But I've heard a lot of people say like, when you stop looking, that's when God like opens up different opportunities for you to like meet the right one. And that's so hard to do, but Mm -hmm. I feel like just trusting God and like leaving it in his hands, knowing it'll work out. No, because literally I had my little heart broken early on in the summer before I met Parker. Like it was so bad. I was like head over heels for this idiot of a guy. (laughs) If you're listening, I'm so sorry. (laughs) And I literally flew to Florida to, like, see him with his little brother. And Wow. Yeah, I, like, didn't ever tell you guys this, but (laughs) (laughs) took a trip in, like, June to, like, see him. And he ended up, like, having a girl down there. And I was like, hmm, would have been great to know. So, obviously, seeking the wrong type of people. um, Some guys are just... They just don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, by the grace of God, (laughs) that did not work out. Because here I am today. And I kid you not, like two weeks before I even met Parker, I had just prayed like, God, I am done seeking. I do not want a relationship. I don't want anything unless it's what you have for me. And like I had sworn off guys for like a while. (laughs) And then I met Parker and I was like, oh, I don't know about this. (laughs) Like, God? (laughs) You sure? (laughs) Yeah. Are you sure? Two weeks ago. (laughs) And shout out to Parker because we were talking about this. Like, it's hard to find gentlemen gentlemen these days. And so we're proud that you found someone that treats you right. Honestly, me too. <laughs> a piece of advice that I have for anybody listening is when you're getting into a relationship, you have to understand the people that you are in the beginning of the relationship isn't who you're going to be a few years down the road. Like, you have to be willing to grow with each other. And that was, like, an area of confusion in Parker and I's relationship. Like, I'd say after, like, a year and a half, two years, we actually, like, broke up for a day. (laughs) We, he thought that he needed some space to, like, grow as an individual. But in reality, he was like, wait, uh, I made a mistake. Like, we're meant to grow together. And that's the purpose of being together in a godly relationship is to just push each other to grow. And I think that's, like, something that people forget about, especially nowadays. 
And that's with any relationship. Like we've talked about this in our family with siblings is like, you have to allow the other person to grow. Like we always will like stereotype people and be like, oh, this is how they are. But people change, people evolve, and you need to allow that growth and you need to grow with them in the sense of bettering each other and pushing each other to become your best self. Yeah, and we were just talking about this last night, I think. Relationships are hard and it takes a lot of work to maintain healthy, Christ-centered relationships. So props to you guys. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, last question for Taylin. We're going to kind of connect it to Sadie Robertson's podcast. Mm -hmm. She asks everyone when they come on the podcast, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? So we're going to ask that to Taylin, even though she just gave some great relationship advice. So growing up, my dad was a huge advocate for being your own person and not not needing anybody to do anything for you. Like basically being an independent woman, (laughs) which thanks to him, I can now say that I am like I'm in a relationship, but I would say I'm still like very independent and I'm my own person. Like I don't rely on the relationship to define who I am, which is huge because in the past, like I could not say that. (laughs) So basically my dad just told me growing up that if I want something and like it's something that I really want to do, like I have to be the one to go out and get that and like make that for myself. It's not going to be handed to me and I can't like rely on other people to make it happen. Like traveling, for example, like I knew that I wanted to travel and see new places. So I made that happen. It was tight, but I still did it. Girl, (laughs) thank you. Girl boss. Yeah. So I would say that's probably the best piece of advice is be comfortable being alone and pursuing things that you really want to do. Like, obviously, community is huge, but don't rely on your community and like your tribe to get it done for you. Yeah, make things happen for yourself. That's something that I've been trying to work on is like not making excuses for things and just chasing what I want, making things happen, and then trusting that God will bring that into your life. Absolutely. All right. So we want to know how you try to balance everything because like we said, you have a lot of jobs, you like to travel, you're in relationships. And just how do you balance all of that along with prioritizing your health and mental sanity? (laughs) Like, how do you balance it all? What are your tips for that? So I've always just like gone to the gym on my own or like with a workout buddy. But coming out of summertime and not really working out other than surfing or like doing random stuff, I knew that I needed more structure and help in doing that so I actually not cheap but I signed up for this gym in Wenatchee and the classes are 6 a.m or 7 a.m on like Tuesdays and Thursdays and it's like 6 30 or 7 30 on Monday Wednesday Friday so if you don't show up to that like you're just wasting your own money so that was kind of like my goal was to get back into a routine so now that I'm back into a routine with working out, I am not paying for that gym anymore. (laughs) I would just say routine is huge. Like if you get into a routine of going to the gym at the same time every day and then having the same routine for like your devotionals and like my work schedule is pretty consistent. Um, Working in a winery, we don't open until like five, so I don't have to be there until 4.30. So I pretty much get my entire day to get everything done that I need to do Yeah, like not every day is perfect and 
that's just what you have to understand. Like last year, I was so hard on myself and was not like consistent with the gym and prioritizing my mental health. Yeah, so I would just say get into a good routine, have a little grace with yourself. That is huge. And honestly, like just trust God. <laughs> like he he's got you. Like whatever he has planned for you, like just open up your life to accepting that and just go with the flow. Like if you try and force something, it's not going to happen the way you want it to. Yeah, I like what you said about routines because once you establish those routines, like it's hard when you're first getting started to have that discipline and like stay motivated. But once you get into that routine, it's like habits and you start building habits of what you're prioritizing, like your health, time with God, stuff like that. And then everything else will just kind of fall into place as you prioritize what's important. All right. Well, thank you so much, Taylin, for coming on. This is so fun to have a guest. Yeah. Thanks for uh, letting me sleep on your floor. <laughs> oh, anytime, <laughs> queen. Anytime. Okay. Do you want to tell the people where to follow you on Instagram? Okay. So my Instagram is Taylin Chamberlain. Go ahead and give me a follow. Go check her out. She has the cutest Instagram around. Mm -hmm. And make sure you follow Life's a Movie Podcast on Instagram as well so you don't miss out on anything. Thanks for listening, guys. It's been so fun having Taylor on the podcast. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.